everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I hope not. If it were, they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to the BBFC podcast. I'm Joe and today I'm joined by one of our film examiners, Karen, to discuss Gremlins. Now, I'm sure many people have seen the film, but for those who haven't, Gremlins is a 1984 fantasy feature in which a man acquires a mysterious creature which comes with strict care instructions. When the care instructions are not followed, several other creatures are produced and they begin to wreak havoc. And I think even the crew were confused by the uh, the care instructions because obviously it's always after midnight at some point. So yeah, how did how does it work? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, no, it works within the context of the film, I suppose. Now, this is a listener request from Kat, and she says, I would love to hear about Gremlins, a film that was so controversial that, along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, it caused the MPAA to create the PG-13 rating of the States. Did this controversy in the States have any effect on the BBFC's rating for the film, a 15, where in the States it was PG? At this time, did the BBFC consider introducing a rating similar to the PG-13 before the BBFC eventually created the 12 in 1989? Now, I have to say, I didn't actually realise that Gremlins was particularly controversial at the time. I mean, I was pretty young when it came out, but um, I hadn't heard that that was the case. So what actually happened when it came to the BBFC, Karen? Well, it was uh, first submitted to the BBFC in June 1984. Um, and as Kat actually correctly suggests in her email, uh, the issues that it raised for the board were very similar to those that had been discussed around the classification of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That film, uh, which is the second in the action-adventure franchise uh, featuring the famous treasure-hunting Professor Jones, had been passed at PG by the BBFC just a month before in May 1984. But only after the board had worked really closely with the distributor to reduce some of the scenes that were considered too violent for the junior categories. Now, the distributor of Gremlins, who were um, Columbia EMI Warner, also wanted a PG uh, certificate for their film, uh, and it had already been rated PG in the US. But when the film was viewed by the examiners here at the BBFC, they immediately felt that actually it was a clear 15. Um, Of course, back in 1984... The examiners didn't have the benefit of being able to opt for the 12 or 12A category, uh, as it didn't exist at that time. So the only choice they had, and it was quite a stark choice, was between the junior PG and the higher 15 certificate. Now, it's, it's not really unusual for films that are aimed at family audiences and then want the age ratings that cater for that audience uh, to include complex mix of action, a bit of adventure, some comedy and a little bit of horror as well. And you can, most people know familiar examples like the good old Scooby-Doo episodes where the characters are confronted by ghosts and ghouls uh, who almost always turn out to be the old caretaker wearing a mask. As well as things like uh, well-known horror characters such as vampires turning up in films based on popular young adult novels like the Twilight franchise. So those kind of mixtures of action and adventure are very familiar, but when it comes to deciding a category for those types of films, examiners have to really manage a careful balancing act to ensure that the the stronger horror elements don't outweigh the other factors, the comedy and the fun, and therefore make it slightly unsuitable for a, a younger audience. Now, in the case of Gremlins, the original examiner reports, and I'm going to refer to them here, um, clearly show that there were elements in the film which they felt would be problematic at PG. For instance, the film's action mostly takes place in environments which would be really familiar to children, so including in schools uh, and at home. 
And there are attacks on figures who represent both authority, uh, like the teachers, and reassurance, um, including the mother. The, the attack on the mother is actually quite sustained and uh, a little bit scary. Um, and all of those things were felt to have the potential to upset and unsettle the younger viewers. And quoting one of the original reports, it actually describes gremlins as in general too disturbing for children and playing far too highly with childish fears and insecurities while having fun with the adults. Uh, the gremlin characters themselves, once those rules that you mentioned earlier against feeding and watering them have been broken and once they've transformed into the gremlins, were felt to be pretty nasty things to look at. And that final melty sequence, which I watched again yeah. last night, <laughs> was considered quite a gruesome sight. You know, the skin all melts off and then the skeleton suddenly pops out of the, uh, of the goo again as a scare moment. So it was all quite gruesome. Um, one of the other things that was mentioned in the reports uh, as being problematic is there are also several moments um, that contributed to the film feeling that the film was really had an adult view of the world. And, um, and this includes the uh, the rather dark tale told by the character of Kate, who was played by Phoebe Cates in the film, in which she explains why she lo- dislikes Christmas quite so much. Now, um, no spoilers here, but you might want to just check your chimney on Christmas Eve. <laughs> um in addition to the film's elements of horror and its slightly darker worldview, there were also some con- concerns about the potential for harm through imitability. Um, imitable behaviour remains actually quite a serious classification issue for examiners today, especially in films aimed at young or family audiences. And anything which might result in injury if copied by children, um, especially if it's made to look a bit fun and harm-free, is always a cause for concern. And in Gremlins, there are some violent incidents, include, including uh, household appliances um, such as people putting fingers in light sockets and uh, one of the characters actually cuts some electrical wires with a pair of scissors uh, and the examiners at the time certainly thought those were worth flagging up as potential problems. So after all that in July 1984 after I think pretty much all of the examiners who were working at the board at the time had seen it um, and the board's president who was Lord Harlick had seen the film uh, the BBFC director James Furman wrote to the film's production company and to explain that the accumulation of horror was maybe just a bit too much for the requested PG certificate here in the UK. He actually included quite a long list of the problematic scenes, uh, different moments and some of the dialogue that would actually need to be removed, uh, including that speech that Kate made about Christmas Day, um, if they really, really wanted to to get the PG. But he emphasised that the BBFC felt such cuts would not really be a good idea. And he, uh, quoting him, he would say, he said, he would damage a good film and undermine what it is you are trying to do. So actually, Amblin Entertainment, who were the uh, production company, obviously agreed, as in uh, 1984 in August, the uh, BBFC was allowed to pass the film uncut uh, at 15. You know, it's interesting you sort of say all that stuff, because I remember when I did see it, it's certainly quite effective, because the the gremlins are actually quite realistically done, you know, they're very effective puppets. Yeah, I mean, still looking back at it, I only watched it again the other evening, and uh, they still look really, really convincing. (laughs) I mean, despite the fact that we've moved on hugely in terms of special effects and CGI, they're actually really little convincing little creepy creatures, and especially that skeleton moment at the end is is, is quite a jump moment. Yeah, yeah, and good old practical effects don't really age quite as much. No, absolutely. (laughs) So... um, um, what did what did people make of it when it um, when it came out in cinemas? Well, I, I don't think it's really any surprise that the, the BBFC did get some letters of complaint from uh, members of the public who felt that the classification fifteen was was a bit too re- restrictive, um, especially because it had already been released at PG in in the US. 
Uh, some of these letters were from uh, parents of children aged about 13 and 14 who felt that children at that age were used to watching films and TV shows with some fantasy and, and horror in them, um, including the ever-popular Doctor Who. Um, and many also felt that the film was no stronger than the recently classified Temple of Doom, which we mentioned earlier, um, and Ghostbusters, which had been released um, fairly recently as well. Um, both of those had been given a PG when they were submitted. Some parents also expressed um, their disappointment that their children, who they felt were mature enough to appreciate the film without being too scared, couldn't share in the the parents' and the adults' enjoyment and laughter of the, of the film. Um, um, BBFC responded to all of those letters of complaint, some of which I've got with me at the moment, um, and explained that by passing Gremlins at PG, the film would not have only been open to those 13 and 14-year-olds, but also to much younger children. Um, and while adults might have found a lot to laugh about in the in the film's dark humour, there was uh, the potential for younger viewers, those younger viewers um, aged 8 and, and around that age, uh, to find it a little bit terrifying. And the BBFC also pointed out that since films uh, such as Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Gremlins had been released at PG in the US, there had actually been quite a public outcry about the uh, level of violence and um, the fact that they'd created a whole new category as a result and the the PG-13, which uh, is still in existence in the States today. And the PG-13 rating warned parents that the film contained material that might not be suitable for children under 13. Mm -hmm. And it was actually suggested by the filmmaker Steven Spielberg, um, who produced both uh, Temple of Doom and Gremlins. And I found an old interview with him back from 2004 that uh, said of the films and the new and the new rating that um, I created the problem but I also supplied the solution which is probably very true Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, back in the UK in 1984 the BBFC uh, also got a lot of letters not just from parents but also from younger children um, those who were under 15 couldn't get to see the film one of those letters uh, included a petition which had been sent to a cinema uh, by an 11 year old and all of his friends uh, who were aged from about 7 to 11 who thought that really thought that the film should be reclassified at PG uh, the cinema obviously explained that it was the BBFC who classified uh, films and uh, suggested they wrote right to us um, and they also kindly suggested there might be some other PG films like Ghostbusters that the children could view uh, in, instead but um we responded to that to that letter and we responded to all the letters from children explaining that the examining team at the time was full of mums and dads who had children of that sort of age and I really did feel that the film might be too scary for, for young children. And I, I particularly like the final paragraph that was included in all of those letters uh, replying to the children in which the board says to remember that good films don't disappear and that gremlins would still be there to watch when those children have got a little bit older, which is true, I think. Yeah, fair point, I suppose. So, I mean, obviously quite a few years have passed since we initially saw Gremlins, so um, how's it classified now? Uh, well, obviously, yes, 1984, it was passed uh, 15 on film, and it was passed the same category uh, the next year on video as well. Uh, and it wasn't actually until 2012, so really recently, that Gremlins was uh, resubmitted again for a theatrical re-release. Um, and the examiner who viewed it at that time felt that some of the content still really sat outside the, the PG category in terms of the horror and the violence, particularly those scenes that we mentioned earlier. Um, but now the availability of the 12A certificate for films meant that 28 years after it was originally classified, uh, it was it could now be made accessible to under 15s um, at the 12A category uh, with the BBFC Insight Moderate Violence and Fantasy Horror, which I think tells you all you need to know about that film. I think it does, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's fair to say that, like James Swimmer said, good films don't go away, and it's still a film that people, you know, very much enjoy now, I think. It still really holds up. I, like I say, I watched it the other evening. I really enjoyed it. Little scary moments, great moments of humour, but 
probably still a bit too scary for that PG. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks very much, Karen. And don't forget, if you'd like to request a film for us to speak about on the podcast, you can do so using the podcast feedback form on our website. You can also email us at podcast at bbfc.co.uk and you can also tweet to us on Twitter at bbfc.